friends, it's us. I am Steph Beagle. And I'm Lauren Abney. And this is Well Behaved. We believe balance is a bit overplayed and way overrated. We've embraced finding our perfect blend of wellness with a twist of tequila. This podcast delivers wellness remixed from face slapping facials to the ABCs of CBD. Living your best life and finding what's right for you is what it's all about. Let's do this. There is nothing like starting your morning with two nutritionists to make you hungry. We were so hungry this whole episode. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Like, I, that's all I remember being was hungry. Because they're cool and they constantly were like, you need to eat. And of course, we all need to nourish our bodies. But I think we constantly live in this place of taking things out. For me, I thought, okay, dudes, I eat, you know, probably more greens than um, a pasture red fed cow. Then I was going to say then animals (laughs) (laughs) who graze in in the fields. It just makes me so happy. But I also realized I probably wasn't eating enough protein. And as soon as I talked about the way that I was eating, they were like, yep, more protein, eat some beans, eat some tofu, eat some chicken. I don't believe in that. But it, it... that was something I took away and I've started to incorporate. Remember for how long we were like, no protein. Remember how long we were like, protein, put it in all our smoothies. And Make we sure were you like get chicken opposite. on your salad. I know we've really like, we're, we're all over the place, but I'm glad that you're, I think that's at this point in time in your life, I think it's what your body needs. I just loved their kind of like less rigid approach to like, they're like, live your life. Eat. They're fucking funny. Yeah. Like eat food if you're hungry, you know, like, and I know it sounds like so silly, but I remember walking away and being like, it doesn't have to be. We've all left a nutritionist where they give you 14 foods that you're allowed to eat. And I pretty much hate all of them mm-hmm. on there. Like eat more salmon. And I'm like, salmon is gross, you know? <laughs> so, so I was just excited to learn or to hear and to validate that it's okay to like not have this crazy rigid plan and to like feed your body what it feels and wants and all of those things and just be mindful. And I was like, cool, like I can do this. Well, that's just because you found a new best friend in Vanessa. Yeah, she was awesome. And Tamara's me. Yeah, totes. Double date. Double date. All right, well, let's double date with these ladies. Perfect. We are starting this morning in the best way we possibly could. We are starting with new friends and we're going to be talking about food and health and all the things that make me happy. So today we have Vanessa Rossetto and Tamar Samuels, who are the co-founders of Kunlina Health, which is an online nutrition platform that brings all the goodness, helps guide humans in achieving their goals. Thinking, I think about food, but also mentality, emotions, and making sure that there's a plan and a roadmap to long-term health is what I've gotten from listening some content from you star ladies and also taking a look at the platform. There, you guys are registered dietitians, um, featured on every platform that I see on the internet (laughs) and guides to many different institutions. And um, we're just really, really grateful to have your knowledge and your expertise with us today. So good morning, our friends. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. I want to start with, okay, first of all, I can't even believe that it's called a dietitian because I don't think that you guys believe in diets, but I want to start with working with a dietitian or nutrition platform because I've not ever done it. So 
What does that look like? I know that with Kulina Health, we got to talk about this because you guys accept insurance, which seems like game changer. And and so many of our listeners are probably jumping out of their seats being like, how do I do that? But what does it look like to partner with a dietitian on your platform or elsewhere to help build these tools and plans to um, you know help everyone achieve their health goals? Well, first of all, the word dietitian is horrible. I totally agree. <laughs> but Vanessa and I are actually, our mission in life is to take back dietitian and to change the way that people think about dietitians. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation out there um, because actually there's no, there isn't licensure in most states for, for our credential. Um, so kind of anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. And so if you're looking for support from a healthcare professional around your nutrition, you should work with a registered dietitian. Um, so that sort of just clears up the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian. A nutritionist actually like isn't a thing. It's not, it's not a real profession. It's a um, self-clip. So I'm a nutritionist. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Well, that's You're a nutritionist. You're a nutritionist. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think, part of the problem is that for so long, you know, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. And so it just seemed like this really um, unattainable thing. Like, you know, seeing a nutritionist or a dietitian and taking autonomy over your own health seemed like something that only like really wealthy people could do, mm. which is really why we decided to take insurance. It's not just about like the color of your skin or even, even socioeconomic class. Like just think the regular person who just graduated from college doesn't have a thousand dollars for a package of sessions to see a dietitian, but what they do have is health insurance and your health insurance will pay to see a dietitian. So why not utilize that and get people who are trained, you know, we're trained in hospitals. So we understand the body, we understand medicine, and we can deliver that science to you and also help you with the lifestyle and behavior modifications. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Why do most organizations not take insurance? Because it, it felt like it was en vogue to overcharge for nutrition packages, I feel. We're not going to say the person's name, but in 2014, the New York Times did an article about a dietitian who was charging $10,000 for packages. And so we got to give that person a lot of credit because of her. It made it possible for dietitians to have a voice, be on the gram, deliver information, have brand partnerships, be seen and, and be seen as people who are authorities. So thank you. But also that just like puts up this barrier because like, if I, I don't have $10,000. I'm not seeing it. I can't see this dietitian. It felt like, well, if she can charge $10,000 a package, well, then so can I. But that's not sustainable, right? Because the second someone's financial situation changes, who's the first person to go? You. For sure. So walk us through. I think there's a lot of myths too around like what it's like to meet with a dietitian, create a plan, you know, walk us through what that kind of looks like from, if you don't mind, from like start to finish for someone who's never met with a dietitian before and what they could kind of expect. Yeah. So um, it's really exciting. I like to think about dietitians, at least our dietitians as like allies in health. Um, so we're kind of like the one-stop shop. You, We see our clients... Um, anywhere from once a week, uh, you know, for six months to I've, I've been seeing clients for, for years. Um, and so the initial session, we really will 
it actually starts before our initial session. We collect a ton of information. We're a data-driven company. So we like to collect data from our clients, their personal data about, you know, their relationship with food, their typical eating habits, um, stress, sleep, really like anything that impacts their nutrition because nutrition doesn't exist like in a vacuum. We eat for so many different reasons and so many things impact our nutrition. So it's really important for our dietitians to have that information um, and speak with our clients about that information because it, it really informs our counseling. So we have our clients fill out a pretty comprehensive intake. Um, in that first session, we talk through all of those things. Um, we really work with our clients on their goals, not on our goals. I think so many people have experiences where they go to healthcare providers who are like, you need to do this. <laughs> you have to lose weight. Um, you have to follow this plan, right? Like our goal is to ask our clients, okay, what do you want to do? And we can help you to do that. Um, so we really get a sense of what our clients' specific goals are. Um, you know, maybe they just want to start cooking more. Um, and, you know, they went to their doctor and their doctor was like, you have to lose weight, but they just want to move their body a little bit more. So instead of focusing on weight loss, we're focusing on movement and cooking more in the kitchen, right? So it's really a client-led process where we're really letting our clients lead um, when it comes to their goals and we're holding them to, accountable to their goals. Um, so each one of those goals, we sort of collaborate on together. Um, we're here to say, you know, based on this data that we've collected, this is what I think would work. Um, but are you ready? Are you willing to do this? Is this a priority for you? You know, it's a very collaborative process. We provide personalized uh, nutrition education depending on the individual's medical condition. So, you know, some clients that we're working with have autoimmune disease or PCOS or type two diabetes. Um, and honestly, they're not getting a lot of information from anyone except for the internet on like how to manage those conditions. So as dietitians, like that's the work that we do. Um, and so, okay, so you have type two diabetes, you know, you need to, you know, manage your carbohydrates, um, to support healthy blood sugar levels. Um, but that looks different for everyone. So when we're thinking about how we sort of work and, and create plans with our clients, it's really collaborative, right? Um, we know the basics. We all know the basics. You know, we have to eat more fruits and vegetables. But I think our, the work that we really like to do to make it personalized is to really focus on creating those digestible plans together, right? So let's start with just tracking your food this week, right? And then maybe just monitoring how many carbs you're eating. And then next week when we meet, we can talk about, you know, how to make healthier swaps or what feels good for you in, um, you know, gradually getting towards your goals. I love that. I think it's amazing. I love that you said, you know, we lead with their goals. I think it's also interesting to hear it's not not everyone comes in with just like the goal of losing weight, which I really enjoy too, right? Like sometimes it's cooking or maybe it's it's about just leaving, leading a healthier life. So I think I met with a dietitian, nutritionist, whatever the hell you want to call it back in the day. And one of the biggest things for me was there's a lot of foods I don't like. And I've actually gotten better over time. But for instance, I hate salmon, right? I, I don't love, okay, perfect. I think it's like super fishy. We can get into a whole debate on that. Um, Obviously, you love I a, a fillet of raw salmon. Yeah, she lo loves salmon, but that's why we're, <laughs> that's why we're best. Same, yeah. my favorite food, literally. But, <laughs> but talk to us about, you know, I think a lot of people too will go in with the expectation. Like, I know dairy isn't good for me, or I know eating French fries aren't great for me. And so they walk out with this plan of like, eat salmon every day and make sure, you know, all you're doing is eating fish and no carbs. How do, how do you take into account people's dislikes for food or things of that nature? 
that was a long, long winded question, but you get it. No, yeah, it's just simply what you just said. We just take it into account. So if you don't like eggs or you don't like salmon, you don't have to eat those things in order to be healthy, right? Right. So it's it's about the personalization, and, and so I think the thing about Kulina and our dietitians is that we're really like disrupting this space, right? It's not what it was. Where here are the list of things we're going to restrict. We're going to take all of these things away. Actually, all of us end up adding things to people's diets, right? Like, and diet is just like how you eat, right? Your Mm -hmm. plan, how you, every day, like the pattern of how you, you are eating. So if somebody comes in, generally, I just, we just listen to you. Like the first hour is like you talking about yourself and your day and how you eat and what you like and what you don't like and what you're allergic to and what you're capable of doing, what you feel like you can do. And then we just give you one small thing to do in the next week and you do it and you get some sort of success. There's so much to feel crappy about in life, let your eating not be one of them since you must do that every single day. So I'm always going to set you up for success. So if you say to me, Steph, that you drink juice every day, I'm going to be like, great, this week just drink juice every other day. And you're going to do that successfully. And then I'm going to be like, great, now drink it every two days. Right. And so then you feel good and you've, you've built momentum. And then we could slowly like scale it back to then maybe that it's once a week. Right. Because Juice isn't necessarily going to be that great for you because it's probably going to rot your teeth. That's like my biggest concern about the juice. <laughs> okay, noted. Yeah. Noted. Not so great for I'm the like, blood sugar either. Yeah. I don't. I'm like that's my kids. They have we have jars of candy. I let them have whatever, but there is no juice in my house. I don't care. I'm like oral hygiene is really important. It's rotting your teeth. No juice here. So. So like, I, yeah, so I want you to be successful and then you feel so motivated and there's not any of me like, you know, slapping your wrist and saying you should have done that or you shouldn't, you should have done this. And maybe we find out that the best we can do is that we're going to have the juice every other day Mm because it's really something you can't part with. Okay, great. Now let's figure out how to make that work for you. So let's talk through how much juice isn't going to raise your blood sugar. And your goal might be weight loss or your goal might be stabilization of blood sugar because you're pre-diabetic. So whatever the goal is, is how we're going to align the eating. And then it's not really a heavy lift at all because you're making those decisions. We're making those decisions together. Mm -hmm. And it's never really, for me, it's not about weight loss. It's about like longevity and lifespan. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm very old now and it's really crazy and I we can say and I'm just like I just need to live a long uncomplicated life how do I do that and that's what I want other people to know too like hey guys you can have the wine and you can eat the cookies and you can eat the Doritos but like this is how we have to do it if we're gonna live to be 95 and you know, be walking and doing yoga and feeling really great. Like these are the things we want to be thinking about. I think it's amazing because I remember leaving the dietitian that day with like a piece of or two pieces of paper with like the 17 things I was allowed to eat. Right. And I remember being like, shit, I like like two of these you know? Uh-huh. and yeah. going home and feeling like I think there's a lot of shame around eating. Yeah. And I and I think yeah. it's amazing the way that you say like, hey, it's not just about eating. And it's also right. about you can like the things you like and we can still right. make that part of your life. But I think that there's so much of it's like that taking it away. What can you take away and what can you add in? That's like very, very stringent that a lot of the shit that I just don't like. I know that there's a way to still get protein. I know that there's a way to still like, you know, take down inflammation without like this, the 12 things on this list. So I I think your approach is very modern day, but I think that it's amazing the relationship with food, right? And being able to have way less shame and way more excitement. Like food is the best thing in the world. 
I think. I look forward to every... I am that girl who wakes up and I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to just think about breakfast. I don't really eat breakfast, but I can't wait to eat lunch. I'm going to look at the menu for dinner 14 times. And then I'm going to think about actually what I'm eating all weekend too. Like, hi, like, let's do this. I think, right? I think we're best friends, quite okay, frankly. Perfect. Yeah, you two, <laughs> you two have a vibe here. I'm like, I'll just drink like, some liquids. Oh, get me through no. the day. <laughs> when people are like, I forgot to eat. I'm like, are you a sociopath? Same. What is wrong with you? Same. How? Same. How? Same. Like everything is around the food. Totally. I think it's so funny that you, that you talk about the list because every time somebody comes to see me, particularly, they'll be like, so like, where's the paper? And I'm like, oh, I don't have a paper. Yeah. They're like, what's the plan? I'm like, I said, stop drinking juice every day. Do it every other day. <laughs> right. Did, did we say that that was OK? They're like, yes. And I'm like, great. Go do that. Yeah. See you next week. Right. Uh, and they're like, <laughs> like okay, yeah. but what do I eat for Where's breakfast? my paper? Yeah, of 16, yeah. 16 approved foods and like the things yeah. you can combine and the things like yeah. when you can eat them. Like it's it's wild. Yeah, like go on the internet and you'll find the plan. Like, what are you what are you coming here for? You know, I think that that's the reality is like we fully recognize that there's like so much information and people have access to what they need to do. I mean, you can just find Google, Dr. Google, and, you know, figure it out. You, you'll, it'll take a long time to weave through the stuff that's actually, you know, trustworthy and the stuff that isn't. But I think for us, it's really about the behavior modification, right? Like, and also debunking all of the crazy crap that people say about nutrition. Um, but, you know, we're really supporting our people and actually making real changes in their life. They know they need to eat vegetables. They don't like to cook and they have a really busy lifestyle. Okay, how can we make that work for you? Okay, so I want to talk about behavior modification because it's so much of this is everyone knows the knowledge, but it's about how do you actually do it. Working from home, I found this to be like, working from home for me now equals eating all day. Grazing every single second. And there are times that I'm like, I need to just go work at a coffee shop because if I sit here, I'll just, you know, that cabinet is talking to me. Like, honestly, I think it has a mouth on it. It's like, there's crackers in here. And so it, you know, and I may be eating what I consider healthy things, but it's just this eating all day. And so, you know, what can I do in that case? How do I break that? And, or do you need to? Yeah. You don't necessarily need to. (laughs) I feel like I do need to. It plagues well, me, like, though. Well, yeah, because, you know, everybody wants you to feel some kind of way about eating, right? Like, don't eat snacks because it's, you need to go into fasting and get your body to do this. Or you need to eat snacks because otherwise you're going to overeat at later meals. Like, I don't really know. I got to, like, figure out your patterns before I get, start dictating. But I think there are a couple of things. If, if it bothers you and maybe maybe it's moving the scale and that's bothering you, or maybe you just don't feel good, or maybe you just feel that it's a habit and you know, it's mindless. Like, okay, great. Well, what are you eating throughout the day? Are you not having enough protein in the, like, are you not stacking the protein in the carbs at the front end? So maybe we just need to add a little bit more to your main meals and then you won't feel compelled. Maybe you always go and snack around from three to six. Okay. Well, maybe it's time for you to go out and take a walk or that's the time for you to exercise or that's the time for you to call your friend. Or maybe you just need a list of like 40 snacks that you feel like you can have around and how they're going to keep you full and not have you going to keep grabbing. Right. But also like grazing all day is cool. You know, like all these, all these parents were like my toddler, he, all they do is, is eat all day. I'm like, your toddler's 
only needs three tablespoons of food at, at every meal. So like, it's fine. Like, just like your toddler is fine. Don't worry. They're getting the new, it's going to be okay. It's the same thing here. Like, does it really matter? Probably not. Do your labs look good? Yeah, they're probably fine. You're okay. If it's really bothering the way, like how you feel and you feel like you could be doing better, or maybe you're just eating bullshit snacks. Like you are eating the Doritos and you're like, Hey, this is probably not the best choice. Give me something that has more protein. I can give you tons of ideas. Like, you know, my non-fat yogurt with a teaspoon of Nutella but at three o'clock. Delicious. It has, I didn't expect yep. that one. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Full of surprises. Full of yeah, surprises. It, it has high protein. It tastes delicious. It keeps me full. And then I, I don't feel like snacking. And then I just eat my dinner. Because a non-fat yogurt has 19 grams of protein. And then the fat from the Nutella, and also it feels like super decadent. Like I just had a teaspoon of Nutella and every bite of my yogurt, I taste the Nutella because, you know, Nutella is thick. And so that was it. So that's, those are the kinds of ideas that you're going to get from a dietitian or like from us that then you're going to say like, oh yeah, I stopped going into the cabinet because I'm, I'm fueled better. Not to be greedy, but like, can we have some more of those secrets? (laughs) (laughs) Not to be like totally greedy, but no, yeah. Like I think, I think you nailed it too. I mean, I'm also a grazer, a snacker way more when I'm at home. And I think that we're pretty good and mindful about having snacks that are like not full of crap and and maybe having more real foods, but I don't always feel full. And a lot of times it's mindless snacking. And a lot of times I'm like, I'm not even hungry, right? Uh, yeah. Like that's the wildest, yeah. but we can get into that. But if are there yeah. any other awesome snacks that you feel like satiate and make you feel full that our friends can? Yeah, so um, I've got like, I've got a list, a litany of them. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> give us like 12, okay, <laughs> give, us, give us a few. So it, I mean, I, and I, I'm happy to like, we're happy to send an email later, but um, when I'm home, see, this is the thing. When you're not home, you can compartmentalize and you, you know, you're at work and you're doing things. So you don't feel like you have to eat. So you could actually go the whole day and not eat because it's very controlled environment. But once you come home, that's your safe space. That's where you can relax. And then all bets are off. So that's sort of the psychology there. But I do things like I'll make a pizza in the oven, but it's a pizza with fiber crackers. I'll put marinara sauce and mozzarella cheese. So I got this taste. I feel like I had a pizza, right? But it's this, it's so delicious. Or I'll do, I use a lot of fiber crackers, but just like a wasa, not like, you know, cardboard crackers. I was going to say, what are you, you're using the wasa ones? Yeah, just like a plain wasa cracker. And I'll do like, I'll do guacamole. I'll make my own guacamole and then I'll spread that on. Sometimes I get like really fancy and I'll do like balsamic vinegar and like tomatoes. I'll also make a guacamole and take, cheese. Yeah, take a serving of, you know, Tostitos and eat those. I will do fruit and like pistachios, but I get down with the pistachios. Like, have you ever had a salt and vinegar pistachio? Please, if you haven't, go get them. They are the most delicious thing. You will never eat another salt and vinegar potato chip the rest of your life. Mm. And that has six grams of fiber and six grams of plant protein. I'm so obsessed like, with pistachios. I love pistachios. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So there's that. Or like, I also will make myself a smoothie at like at that three o'clock hour and I'll do the yogurt. I'll do berries. I'll do peanut butter. I'll do t- two tablespoons of chia. So I've got fat. I've got protein. That keeps me full. And I notice that if I don't have that or or have my yogurt with Nutella, then things go like awry. Because I, I, that's a long time to go without eating. Because we eat lunch at like one. For sure. Now you're not eating dinner till seven. Right. It's just, it's not going to work. That is, do, you, do you feel full for dinner? meals are good snacks. 
I'm sorry, say that again. I was just asking, then do you feel full for dinner? Like, dinner? No. Okay. I think that's one of the hardest things too, is I, the guilt that I typically have is eating around like four or five because I actually would eat dinner at 5.30 or six o'clock if like, if I had it my way, my boyfriend likes to eat dinner like 7.30 and on. And so I feel yeah. like that five, I'm like, well, I could be eating dinner. So am I putting an extra meal into my, you know, like there's guilt around that versus like, I'm hungry because I had lunch at 12 and right. like yeah. now it's five o'clock, Right. Yeah, there, there, there should be no guilt around that. There's all of the things that I've just described to you. They're like no more than maybe 200 calories. Sure. And so I'm not sitting here telling people to count calories. But if you just to give a perspective, it's it's nothing. It's like just walk your dog around the block and come right. back. And like, For sure. like it's, it's gone. So, yeah, you don't have you shouldn't feel guilty. And also you shouldn't restrict that your dinner time meal. Right. Like you should have a protein. You should have vegetables. You should have, you know, your ser- your serving of starch and then in the morning, you're going to behave better, right? Like how you how you ate the day before affects you the next day. No doubt. Okay, so I feel like you, you're you big on eating. And, uh, you yeah. know, for me, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. really big. It's important. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. important. Fuel, uh, fuel, babe. Well, yeah. I think I, I, I eat a lot of volume when it comes to vegetables and such. But I, yeah. I think there's likely a chance that I'm not eating enough throughout the day. And so, Probably. right. And yeah. because I feel good, really I don't common. really love to eat in the morning because I think it's distracting. And it, I, I really do feel like it impacts my cognitive fun- function to get things done. I like sure. to just, you know, hot water with lemon, beautiful coffee, get some things done. And then, I'm hungry by lunchtime, but I, uh, you know, I think there is this place where I feel not that I'm hungry, but I maybe should be eating more. So I actually recently downloaded like a, an app where you start to track your food just because I want to, I haven't really paid attention to it. I've gotten into a habit Mm -hmm. in the summer. I make a smoothie almost every lunch and now I don't want to have cold food. So I'm trying to decide what I eat for lunch now and moving around. So do you recommend that people are following things like they're tracking their food? How do you know if somebody's not eating enough? Yeah, so they're so don't slide into my DMs, whoever's listening, because I don't care. <laughs> my, our other just turn the messages like, off. Yeah, my other co- the other, our other co-founder was like, Vanessa, don't say things are dumb. I was like, I won't. I won't. No, you um, can say dumb. You can say shit. Um, yeah, so. I think there is benefit to tracking food if it's just informational. So to your point, you're like, hey, I think I don't eat enough food because I'm I'm always hungry at this time. I'm trying to figure this out. I don't care about like the components of the macros. I'm just trying to see because if at the end of the day, this thing tells me I only eat 800 calories then clearly I'm not having enough food and I need to do something about it. And I'm not triggered by that. That's perfectly fine. And that's OK. And there's the other camp of people that are triggered by that and they should not be tracking food. And there's that, right? That's it. But there is benefit to it, especially for my purposes. If your goal is to understand how how much you're eating, if your goal is weight loss and you never track your food, I don't know what to tell you. Right. I don't Mm -hmm. live in your house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I can't, I, I can't speculate and it's not here to judge you, but it's just here to understand where we could make a difference. And so what it sounds like to me is that you just probably don't eat enough protein. Like, cause if you're eating, you know, if you said before you were just having a smoothie for lunch, 
it's just like gets, it's not enough. It's not enough high biological value protein. And so can you get some beans? Can you get a piece of chicken? Can you get some tuna? That's going to help you. You don't need me to tell you to eat vegetables. You said you already consume a lot of volume in the vegetables. Having some starch is going to also help mm-hmm. you feel more full. And you'll be able to maintain all your goals however they're looking. I think it's about like self-awareness too, you know, it's about like taking back tracking, you know, again, like this dietitian perception of like the food police and the no list and calorie counting and all of the numbers driven while like data and stuff is important. It's more about like when it comes to behavior modification, awareness is the most important thing. You can't change a behavior if you're not aware of it. How do you become more aware of your habits? by tracking them Mm -hmm. (laughs) right like and and you can change the way that you track it doesn't have to be you know an app that you're counting calories some of our clients we just have them journal like uh, pen and paper journal (laughs) and you don't even have to write down how much you ate or what you ate maybe you just write this is how i feel about my meals today you know i think i ate too much at dinner i think i Mm. ate too quickly I think I am not eating enough protein. Like there's value in that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you can, even if you are triggered by seeing numbers or even by writing your food down, you can just write your feelings around food down and still like gain a lot of insight that helps to support behavior change. So that is sort of how we approach tracking at Kulina. It's again, really personalized. Some people love the the numbers. They get into that shit and it motivates them, right? Like some people are like, I wanna know every single gram of fiber I'm eating. Not I. I personally would be like, screw you. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I get, <laughs> you know? I get way I would, too obsessed like, with Let's it. get into the data. Yeah. I think, yeah. but I, I think you <laughs> yeah. said it. It's the relationship with tracking. Like I get obsessive over it, right? Versus just like, having it be a more passive like learning moment. So for me, it's like yeah. I need to I remember when I had an Apple Watch for like a hot second and I was like, this is fucked up. Like I'm like getting a, like anxiety when it's telling me to stand up or when it's telling me, you know, like it just yeah. everyone has their different. So you mentioned um, starches, like loading up on carbs, some of that in earlier in the day. What happens? We live in Chicago and we're very social. What happens if we have a big dinner and we know that it's going to be a little bit more either carb heavy or starch heavy or whatever it is? What do you suggest if people or going out for dinner, it's a lot more shit that's being put into our food that we're not necessarily like aware of. Or what do you what do you suggest they do during the day? This is clearly a selfish question. No, it's on no. board. I need this information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't think you need to change anything about what happens in the front part of your day. It's actually going to help you how you behave in the PM, right? So let's say, let's just say your goal is weight loss or like weight, ma- weight management. That's yeah. like good, right? Like you just, and you don't like, this is what it is. Okay, so- you wake up in the morning and you you don't have breakfast. Okay, fine, but you do have a lunch. So like the lunch shouldn't be the smoothie, right? The lunch should be, you know, a protein and a vegetable. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you know you have starch at lunch. You like to, or you don't. Maybe you do because you haven't had anything all day. So you have your you know quarter cup of rice and beans, and then you have a snack. And then you probably should have another snack before you go out to that dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And those snacks. So like maybe you're gonna have a protein shake, but and maybe the the first snack is going to be the pistachios or the almonds with like a fruit right so now you you've got a decent amount of fiber going on you have you have a fair amount of protein you, you know you've got you got vegetables in great now you're going to dinner now you got to decide well do i need to eat the bread and do i need to have the wine and do i need to have the dessert like maybe i don't need to have all of those things right so i'm going to dinner with my friends and it's going to be pretty heavy so i'm just going to have my meal 
right? And then and I am going to have drinks with my friends after, and we are going to have the dessert. But but like I need to understand what my goals are. Also, like nothing's going to happen if you just eat whatever and have a good time with your friends. Because you had a good time with your friends, and that's okay too. You just have to decide what's going to make you fucking crazy. Right? No. Is it going to make you crazy that you because you just are somebody who's going to get on a scale tomorrow, and you're going to look, and then you're going to feel some kind of way? Don't get on the scale, or make some changes around what you're going to eat that night, so that nothing changes when you get on the scale. Like you know, you know what to do. Right. Nothing, but but you know, on Tuesday. Or what day is today? Friday. So like you go out tonight with your friends, whatever. On Sunday, if you get on the scale, it's going to be back to whatever it was on Friday morning when you woke up. Right. right? And before you went to that dinner. It's not. Yeah. I think, too, it's funny. It's like I take such a different approach, which is which I'm like acknowledging is probably not right, which is if I know I'm going to have a big deal, been a big dinner, I'm like having a smoothie for lunch and then I go into dinner starving. Yeah. Right. right. And then yeah. and then I'm like, yeah. well, and then you're, like, you're overeating. Yeah. Wow, I overeating. can't wait to yeah. have this below yeah. average bread basket. But it's but it is funny. You're yeah. like, OK, well, if I'm going to have a more gluttonous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. If I'm going to have a more gluttonous dinner, I feel like I need to, again, not punish, but like make different choices during the day. But it is interesting because then like around that 7 p.m. time, I'm ravenous and I'm going into dinner and probably overeating while while if I had a normal lunch, I probably right. would have been fine. So. And maybe we can That's remember right. that this is not our last meal. Like we're yeah, going to have correct. amazing meals Definitely. many times. <laughs> we don't yeah. Many to, amazing meals will be had. Many, many, we, we love meals. So, and clearly yeah. I'll be thinking about them all day, every day. With that being said, we are big. We wake up in the morning and drink hot lemon water. Is there anything that you suggest on in your realm in terms of like something to do before you go to bed or something, a great behavior to do before bed or when you wake up in terms of digestion or like healthy living? No, yeah, I don't know. Question. <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, I'm just yeah, I mean, Vanessa's like, like, this is all bullshit. Yeah. And Tamara's like, I have an answer. Yeah. yeah. Tamara, what, yeah. Do you, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, it depends, again, on what your goals are, right? Like, so if you want to optimize sleep, for example, it can be helpful with your dinner meal to have some um, starchy carbohydrates, um, ideally some non-processed whole grain uh, whole, whole carbohydrates, because that can actually support melatonin production. Carbohydrates increase serotonin, which helps to support melatonin production. So if you have, sorry, guys, <laughs> my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have, um, if you have trouble sleeping and you're eating like a very low carb meal for dinner, um, add some sweet potato, add some regular potato, add some, you know, quinoa, brown rice, what what have you. Um, and that can actually help to support sleep. If you're trying to work on digestion um, at night, it, it's best to kind of give yourself like a two to four hour window um, before going to bed to help to optimize digestion. Like your digestive system is not optimized at all um, at the end of the day. And the later that you get um, in the day, the harder it is for you to mm-hmm. digest food. So it can be really helpful to just give yourself like even just two hours um, right before bed um, to really like digest your food. So it, it does depend awesome. on what's your what your goals are. But I think at the end of the day, like Vanessa was saying, like just live your life, <laughs> meditate, like relax, like wind down. Um, that also helps to support digestion, like relaxation and meditation, you know? Beautiful. Couple quick quickies for you guys, right? Just on the tip of your tongue. Give us your gut reaction. The gut. Go with your gut. <laughs> you have great guts. Um, we both live alone and we really strive to cook more. Oftentimes it just feels easier to pick up something because like I have to go buy all the things. 
What's a dinner you make when you're making dinner for yourself for one person? Um, I got really good recently at cooking up a pound of ground turkey and then making a quesadilla with like a high fiber wrap and like cheese and and then like I eat that and then I cut up some vegetables on the side and just yeah. like eat that. Easy. Um, also, I don't know if you know this, but I'm obsessed with rotisserie chickens. I get them all the time. I shred up the chicken and then I like use it every day for like four days. It's I, amazing. I love that she led with. I don't know if you know this. It's like, yeah, no, totally. Like, I did it. Definitely doesn't know. So happy to know. Should have included that in the bio. <laughs> it's literally the thing. Like I, every time, I'm like just get a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> like, what am I going to sell? We're with you. I mean, pretty like sheep pan meals are so easy too. I do that all the time. Literally, I mean, salmon is my love. Um, I know you guys, not everybody feels this way, but, um, I just get some salmon, throw it on a cheap pan with some pre-chopped vegetables with olive oil, garlic powder, maybe a little smoky paprika. And like, it's done in 20 minutes and it's so simple and so delicious. I knew you were my Wait, girl. But I also, but I also want to say something, um, Tell us. my husband. My husband, who analyzes numbers all day, and back in the day before we had children, he said it was more cost effective to order out every day because and you limited waste than to cook food for two people, right? So if you can like plan out your schedule and say like, oh, I'm going to go out to dinner three times this week, but whatever, I can order in and I can make something one day. And you just have to be laser focused on what you can order, right? Like we're not ordering Chipotle every single day, but you know, you could order sushi and you could order from a chicken place and get like grilled chicken and vegetables. It's not like you have to order, you know, mm-hmm. crap. Mm-hmm. right? And so, so it's fine. Um, it's, it's not the end of the world. I once helped somebody lose a hundred pounds in a year and she ordered out every single meal. Damn. Wow. That's Goals. every meal. Goals. That's expert. <laughs> 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 So my question, wow, it's like a new 1-800. Yeah, it was a very sexy voice. My question, so obviously whole real foods are the bomb, great. But sometimes we're in a rush, we're traveling, we're running around. From a CPG, a packaged food perspective, what is one favorite snack or brand that you love? I mean, I'm really into popcorn. Um, Like really into popcorn. (laughs) I think it's delicious. Bjorn corn is one of my favorites. It has like nutritional yeast on Mm -hmm. it, high in fiber. It has like popcorn actually has like a decent amount of protein. Not all. I mean, it's not significant, but like more so than uh, rice, for example. Um, So I think, you know, popcorn is really good. I like the Lesser Evil brand too. They have like really yummy. Yeah, I I love them. I feel like popcorn gets a bad rap, but I think corn obviously gets a bad rap in general. And I saw recently totally. just how important it is to eat organic popcorn if you're going to eat it, because obviously our yeah, corn is corn. pretty Yeah, our corn is here. totally fucked. Scary. <laughs> is it, can we even call it corn at this point? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's like this, yeah, yellow, like fucked up little piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're, I'm yeah. with you on that. <laughs> Vanessa, what about you snack wise? Oh, man. So I am obsessed with chocolate. So I do all of these like crazy concoctions to get as much chocolate in as possible every day. One time I gave it up for Lent. My son was like, mommy, are you okay? Cause I don't see you eating chocolate. I'm worried. I was like, I know. I'm I not know. okay. So, I'm not well. Yeah. 
I was like, I'm doing this for God. Um, I will get um, chocolate, like chocolate chips or like whatever melted chocolate I can. And then I'll get fruit. So it like makes me feel as though I'm doing something good good for myself with the fiber. But I'll just mix up the chocolate and, you know, eat eat this like a whole container of raspberries and then a half a cup of chocolate chips that I just melted. And it's delicious. I mentioned this on on my Instagram. That sounds so funny. I mentioned this the other day on my Instagram, but I'm obsessed with the new Hue Kitchen Gems. Have you had those before? Oh, so good. Guys, those mint ones, like I literally have to have a conversation with myself and it's like not like I'm like, stuff like maybe today not the whole bag you know like but those are in and i love that they came about because they obviously made the snacking gems the baking gems or whatever that everyone was like wait but these are so good and popping them but handfuls i'm obsessed with those right now handfuls handfuls so good okay and mint chocolate is just the best mint chocolate is like it's i i can't even talk about it i like need to go home and eat one right now okay all right so um all of our listeners can find you guys on kulina health both Instagram and online. You have your own Instagram handles. Give those to us and then we'll sadly say goodbye, but we love you. (laughs) We love love you guys. guys. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead, G. Oh, um, my handle is Tamar Samuels RD um, and Vanessa. Vanessa Yeah, Vanessa Rosetta RD. (laughs) beautiful yeah well this was fun well you're doing god's work ladies i'm hungry we're trying we're We're gonna live our lives today we're gonna snack we're gonna eat we're gonna just live we're gonna live protein you guys have the vegetables in you just need a little protein Wow, babe. How I mean, and you know where to it find it. It ain't gonna us. be chicken, I'll you tell you that. Yeah, no, we're we're coming, yeah, we're coming for you, girls. We're coming for you, ladies. Yeah, we take insurance. Well, yeah, duh. We appreciate <laughs> yeah, you. Sure. This was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for just I think opening our minds and giving us just a new way to look at how to approach I don't know, it just feels you made it feel like easy Light. and like way lighter than mm-hmm. it normally is. Easy and I'm is what we're going and for. I'm That's really, really hungry. So love you guys. Gotta go, gotta go. Friends, this has been fun. Thanks for spending some quality time with us. If you need more of us in your life, we totally get it. Follow us on Instagram at wellbehavedpodcast. Also, we aren't selfish. Tell us what you need and want to learn more about by sending us a note at wellbehavedpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We prefer that anyway. Until next time, stay well and somewhat behaved. <laughs>